You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I want to talk about the Gio Bernard video. Uh, when I saw that clip, actually it was sent to me. I didn't see it right away on Twitter, and I don't know how I missed it because obviously it was everywhere. Even Kevin Durant uh, retweeted it, and a lot of other people in football and just on social media saw it. And there's a couple things. Um, I feel like everybody knows what we're talking about with Gio Bernard and the Tampa reporters and Gio's kind of, unfortunately he's, you know, been battling injuries this season and there was a point in the game, you know, trick play fourth one um, Gio says, you know, it was on me. It didn't go well. I don't really feel like it was a big turning point in the game. The Bengals only got three points out of it. Uh, when your quarterback gives away the ball four times, then uh, that is the topic of conversation in the second half. There were just, questions by the reporters and kind of how it was handled. It was recorded. It was posted on social media and someone who's been in the locker room. Um, I was there for five to six years. Someone who knows Giovanni Bernard since he was a rookie. I uh, know him from interviews in the locker room from beyond the stripes. When he was here, we had a, a show on the Cincinnati Inquirer where we had him on two to three times a season. And Gio was always uh, one of my favorites to talk to. He had a great story. Um, I kind of like his his family story and kind of just how he grew up and just always one of those people. I didn't feel like we appreciated him enough or he got enough credit for what he could do on the football field. And I didn't really like how that was handled personally. And as knowing, you know, former media members, people who are in the media now, I know that the job is tough and I know it's important to create relationships. I know during the COVID year, it kind of was a factor when you're working on Zoom calls and you don't really get to build those relationships, but then you're back in the locker room. And that stuff is extremely important because you want these guys to trust you. And I just felt like the way that was handled was not fair to Gio because you have to remember that these people, yes, they're professional athletes, they get paid a lot of money, but they are human too. And sometimes they don't want to comment. And I'm okay with that. If a guy, you go up to him in the locker room and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, you know, something went down, the play didn't go well. Okay. They didn't want to comment. You move on, you go talk to the next guy who's open at his locker room. So I just felt like that was handled really poorly by Tampa media. And I just felt like they put Gio in a spot that I didn't really appreciate. I thought they treated him subhuman and I thought that was kind of disgusting. And it's one thing that to do that and just, it goes away. 
it's another to post it on your Twitter and fight people in the comments that said you're wrong. It's just have the slightest amount of empathy and treat players as humans and not headlines. Um, it's, you know, it was a video that brought together players and reporters alike that uh, were all disgusted by how he's treated. I mean, the comment, what have you done for us to talk to you was so out of left field, like bonkers that, Hey, screw you answer our questions. The type thing. It's just like, you're not getting answers you want when you talk to somebody like that, even if he does start talking to you, which he did. And he graciously did because I would have not had that response. I, at the very least, I would have just done the Marshawn Lynch of like, I'm not here. I'm here. So I don't get fined. What do you think? I don't know. So things like that. I'm here. I have to answer you. I don't have to answer honestly, uh, or at least I don't have to answer like specifically. I just have to be here for you to ask me questions. Um, but he actually gave them answers. And I also heard that they were at a Todd Bowles press conference right before and Todd Bowles told them it was a fake. So why do you really need to push this guy around, try to bully him into answering your questions? Cause he's not a starter and he's an old veteran, I guess that you think you could just push around a little bit to get these answers when you already know the answer. You already know it was a fake. The head coach told you it was now getting that was it a miscommunication i guess you could ask that but this is just why you need to have interpersonal skills and treat people like people they're they're they are people not just robots headlines or players they are still human beings yeah i i just i felt like you know it, it could have stopped when he didn't when he was ready to roll out and the thing is when you post the video and you see the player who's walking away to leave the locker room you have a little time after a game. I know you talk to a coach. I, I know you talk to the quarterback and that's right after the game ends that you still have time to go in the locker room and you had time to go over to Gio and you went over to him last minute. He was on his way out and you didn't talk to him all season. So you didn't create that relationship with him. I, I don't blame him for being like, Hey, I'm out. I'm leaving. They just got their butts kicked and you know, I, I'd, I'd be ready to roll too. I, I don't, I just, I was very confused why it was on social media. Um, why you would want to just put that out there. And I don't know, playing kind of a victim card on it. I just, I don't know. I didn't appreciate it. Gio's a, He's a real one. Even, you know, if he wasn't a former Bengal, I would feel for a player. And I do because they're human. They could play a sport and still be a person who, um, you know, I I don't know. I just didn't like it. And I definitely wanted to bring it up because Gio is uh, an OG in Cincinnati. And, you know, hopefully this kind of just it opens up eyes to people, how they treat people in the media. Uh, if you're in the media and you're working with athletes or dif different people, just kind of be nice. Yeah, that could have been Cam Braid, Kate Otten, Luke Gadecki, whoever. Don't care. I would have had the same response of like, oh my God, treat this person as a person. And then it happens to Geo, which obviously we have a little bit more feelings about. Mm -hmm. But uh, fun, funnier news. Uh, funnier. Uh, Let's go to something that was, that was too, uh, that was, that bummed me out when I saw that after the game. But yeah, we'll move on to this. The story is absolutely wild. And unfortunately, I spent maybe an hour of it this morning just reading the trending because I didn't even know what happened until, of course, Twitter, TikTok. They have this guy, this Chiefs fan, a little background. Chiefsaholic. Chiefsaholic. Yeah. 
he's a wolf not really but he dresses up like a wolf like a really scary wolf i saw him in person when he was in cincinnati a couple weeks ago and he goes to all these away games he's a big chiefs fan obviously and he got caught robbing a bank and the reason he got caught this is why i love twitter sometimes fans were wondering why he wasn't tweeting for like three days and there was a chiefs game and he goes to all of these games even if it's on the road and posts that he's there and all of this stuff he didn't have any posts and they did some digging they called the police they were scared about his um his whereabouts and found out his name and they found out that he was in jail and i think he's still in jail because his bond is two hundred thousand dollars armed robbery wild well what's so wild about it is of course there's investigating on Twitter, uh, people going through his tweets, and just some of the clues that he said. I think this one guy goes, because he was putting wagers out on on um, sports games and things like that. I think he put $1,000 on the Chiefs one weekend, and this guy goes, how does this wolf get all this money? And he's like, well, I hustle private, and I work hard. And everybody's like, oh, he was putting the clues out for all of us to see. And I just think the tweets are just my favorite right now. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty funny story, uh, but eh, weird. I don't know. You get a following, however big, 38,000 followers or something like that. So yeah. big enough that people are going to care and uh, that happens. But This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, let's bring Nick on yes. for quick Christmas movie talk. All right, Christmas movie talk. It is Christmas week. It doesn't feel like it because we've been football, 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 10 and 4 right now in Cincinnati, but it's time because it's Christmas movie week. Christmas is this weekend. I have a problem because there are not enough people on Twitter putting Home Alone 2 number one. Nick, tell the people your top five Christmas Christmas movies and why don't you like Home Alone 2? I feel like you're attacking me just because of one tweet, and it's completely fine. I understand it. My Deserved. my first movie is The Santa Claus. It's nostalgic. Tim Allen. Wow. Has, oh, Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen has just he has a direct line to my heart, basically because of growing up through that. I mean, I, I loved Home Improvement. I still love Last Man Standing, which is his newer show. So The Santa Claus is number one. The original Home Alone is my second. National Lampoons is my third. Christmas with the Cranks is fourth, and the Grinch, Jim Carrey version, is fifth. Oh, hold on. Christmas with the Cranks is over Elf? Yes. Oh, this is a disgusting take to me. Why? <laughs> yeah, why? Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Will Ferrell. That is my favorite movie that he's in. Um, and honestly, Spirited, the new one with Ryan Reynolds, was really good, too. Um, but just something about it that it's okay. Blasphemous I think, it, I, think I overdid it. I, I think I overdid it when I started watching it. I watched it too many times, and then it got old. I watch it every year. Watch it already this year. Zoe Deschanel's character is a psychopath in that movie. How, why does she go on a date with a guy that followed her into a locker room while she was showering? And he's clearly a little bit mentally disabled. But uh, hey, they went on a date. That's true love. What? <laughs> I don't even know that. Tell me I'm wrong with Elf. The guy's. <laughs> I'm like, they don't even know that movie. And you're talking about Elf. I didn't even know. 
was like, what is that movie that you're talking about right I think now? Lindsay was just like, oh, the blonde one? That was so additional. What? I can't think, think of her character's name. Why Why Home Alone versus Home Alone 2? I'm a big fan of just like originals. So Home Alone yeah. 2 was good, but I like the down-to-earth of the first one. Just, yeah, he's at his house, whatever he can find, his little BB gun and all this stuff. I like that more, and I think Home Alone 2 is is good, but it's also very much just the first one in New York. Yeah, yeah but the setting's better, and it's got the... I've seen Home Alone 2 so many more times. I, I agree with Lindsay that it's better. Does, does Home Alone 1 have a scene as fun as uh, when he turns the TV all the way up is, uh, with the gangsters? The, I will leave you, but my yeah. time, and they all running out. Tim Curry's in Home Alone 2. You know, how, how, what's the response to Tim Curry? You know, the, you can't. There's no Tim Curry in Home Alone 1. Well, I mean... That's a fair point, but they do have that scene. It's just with the pizza man and then also with the wet bandits as well. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Home Alone 1 in a while. I'm riding on the Tim Curry idea then. Okay. It's the pigeon part for me, the pigeon lady. I feel like that is so – it's sad and happy how she teaches him things and he's nice to her. And I don't know. I love New York during Christmas time. And I think, I don't know, I, I, Home Alone 2 for me, there's nothing against it. I know I should support all Christmas movies. I'm not there yet. And I want to say this because people do this around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. The Christmas story is at the movie that's on 24 mm-hmm. hours. Christmas story, yeah. That's overrated. It's played too much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's it, it Once it's on for 24 hours straight and you're basically forced to watch it, it becomes a movie where it's like, yeah, that's a, a meme now. I, I think the, the generation that's slightly older than us also really wanted us to watch that movie. Yeah, it's, Christmas Vacation also, but also that one's just a better movie. Never watched it. <laughs> oh, wow. come on. Right, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Get back to us. I know. Maybe I'll do it on Christmas Eve and uh, get in the holiday spirit, watch a little Christmas vacation. And my list is absolutely terrible. It's just Home Alone, too. Uh, you don't have anything else? <laughs> no, I mean, I'll watch it because you you got to get on the, you got to get Christmassy. It's time. Put all the Christmas movies on. I'm not a Hallmark person or anything like that. Um, no. Who, like I, don't know, I don't know who, what, what, that's just a laundering scheme. There's something going on with Hallmark movies. Nobody's watching those. No. <laughs> No, not at all. Your top five is just Home Alone 2? At this moment. I mean, of course I'll watch Elf if it's on. And if there's any movie that's on, if I'm watching Hulu and I'm like, oh, let's see what Christmas uh, genres, what's on there. If there's something funny. There's obviously not scary Christmas movies, I don't think. So I'm just. I don't know. I'm seeing Violent Night soon with David Harbour. (laughs) That might be a scary Christmas movie. I have no idea. I don't know. That's just how I feel. That's what I'm going to watch. And uh, what's yours, Mike? Uh, number one, Elf. Uh, I feel like that's just my generation's take. Number two, Christmas Vacation is very funny. I know it. it I love it. Uh, number three, Grinch. I don't really care which. I think I haven't seen the newest one with Tyler Crater and uh, Doctor Strait, Benedict Cumberbatch, but. Uh, <laughs> The original animated and the Jim Carrey are both really, really good. I love them both. Um, number four. Oh, man. I did this during Thanksgiving, and I've left off Grinch. Mm-hmm. And now I know I'm going to leave something else off. But in my mind, I got those three. I want to say I have consistently put – not a Christmas movie, Hanukkah movie, but I don't know. I just love Eight Crazy Nights with Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah, that's good. 
So the technical foul, that's a really good one. Um, and I'm probably forgetting something. People can yell at me on Twitter. I'm going to go with Home Alone 2, number five. Yeah, that works. That fits it all. Okay, cool. That's the top five. Now, quick one. Do you guys have a favorite claymation? Any of those old, you know, ones? Uh, mine's probably Rudolph with the with the elf. That's like, where were you? Yeah, choir practice. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking that when you were talking about the Grinch. But my favorite OG old timer one is Frosty the Snowman. That's a good one. Yeah, I lean towards towards Rudolph. Just the the elf that wants to be a dentist and oh, yeah. everything else. It's so yeah. it's so weird, and I love that. It guy. is weird if we think about it, honestly. <laughs> we go back and watch those, uh, but I watched those with my grandparents when I was a kid. I was like, oh, because they watched the the old school Christmas movies. But yeah, any Christmas movie you can't stand? Hmm. I don't think I have one. I mean, you mentioned the Hallmark movies. Probably any of those because it's the same one. Yeah, it's just with different actors. It's true. It's true. It's the Christmas story. It's that because everyone's like, oh, you have to watch it. It's on. It's 24 hours. No, that's okay. You can watch it anytime you want. I could watch it in July if I wanted to. I don't. I don't want to watch it. So, yeah, I think that's my only one. Yeah, I don't think I have any. Uh, also, shout out Bad Santa. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Night Before with Seth Rogen. I saw that once in theaters and I thought it was fun. I just saw that like last week. Okay. Did you like it? Does it hold I- up? It holds up. I loved it. I really, I enjoyed okay. it thoroughly the entire way through. It's, it's a very Seth Rogen movie, it, but it's also, yeah. it's also sweet though. I don't know. I, I saw it in theaters. So like when it came out five years ago or six, I don't even more uh, years ago, I saw it in theaters and I am such an easy please in theaters. I got a you know, big old thing of popcorn, got a big old soda and I'm just watching the movie. I'm having a great time. I'm in a great mood for the movie. And uh, there's not very many movies I've seen in theaters and gone, ooh, I didn't like that. Just uh, shout out Batman versus Superman and Justice League. I didn't enjoy those enough. I love it. I love it. Now I'm going to end this podcast because I'm going to watch a Christmas movie because we got football this weekend, Christmas Eve football and Christmas Day. I think the Rams play on Christmas Day. It's going to be absolutely brutal. Yeah, watch Christmas Vacation instead of the Rams. Yeah, maybe I'll do that because I I don't even know the slate of uh, Christmas Day games. I, I like that there's Christmas Day games. Not a whole lot. I think there's only three, but the the rest of the guys play on um on the Saturday, which I'm I'm game for. I love a little Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I need. I know they can't do it because of college football, but man, I love Saturday NFL games. It was really find the slate for you. The slate on Christmas Day. Uh, oh, Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Buccaneers, Cardinals. That sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah, I didn't like any of those. Oh, man. They messed up. I'm sure they thought the Rams was going to be a good one because they're defending Super Bowl champs. when they. Oh, that had to sound awesome. Russell Wilson with the Broncos going against the defending champion Rams. Now the Rams are run by Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Ended my fantasy playoff season. I needed him to just not be terrible, and he was terrible. Well, I'm so sorry about that. And as I mentioned before, We'll have a preview prediction on Thursday. Look ahead to the game. Can the Bengals make it seven in a row to be determined? What's up on all Bengals? Oh, man. Uh, Something. I have not figured that out yet. Yet, A film review of some sort will be out while you're listening to this. Is he Bates? Could be. I wasn't on the top. of. I think it's either going to be – the wide receivers slash Jamar Chase against Carlton Davis and that matchup, or 
I was also thinking of something offensive line related, maybe just a look at how Cordell Wilson's played over the course of the year and how he's improved. But honestly, I'm not sure. It is eight o'clock the night before, and I have not written a single word. And I, whatever comes out, I hope it's good. I can't wait. I can't wait. You heard it here first. What's going to be up there to be determined? We do not know. <laughs> Make sure you follow Something along. good. Something good. Make sure you give them a follow. Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.